On today's episode of the Truth in Cannabis podcast, a podcast brought to you by Farm True, a proud American hemp company, we are going to be interviewing a very successful agricultural entrepreneur. He is also the host and admin of the Facebook group Farming CBD Hemp Commercially with over 4,000 members. Many of you are going to be listening to this and you are going to be a part of this group. If you're not a part of this group, please go ahead and join it. Again, that is Farming CBD Hemp Commercially on Facebook. This group is a large community forum and directory for new and small to large growers to share and learn CBD production techniques and marketing. Um, Mr. Michael Kirkpatrick is also the host of the Thriving Farmers podcast, and we're really excited to have him on today. Thank you, Michael, for being on. Yeah, so thank you for having me on. Okay, yes, sir. So um, we just kind of wanted to talk to you today. Um, I believe a lot of people that we are going to have the first ears on the group are going to be from our our Facebook group so um, anything you'd like to say to the group um, or people who have not heard of the group in general yeah you know my whole reason for starting the group was really all about just learning about the industry you know my background is uh, organic vegetables um, did some are also you know um, pasture raised livestock as well and saw this new opportunity coming up into the, uh, the agricultural space especially since it was legalized and now I was like, all right, I just want to learn more about this to see if this is something that I want to start growing or we just want to start basically providing education around. And, you know, of any of the groups that we've tried to start, this one has grown the fastest um, and it has, you know, just just really taken off. So I'm super excited about that. And just I think the value it's been for people, too. I see people all the time and they're saying, you know, this is a great group and thank you so much for starting this. But it's really just been more for my own education. So I'm super excited of where it's gone. Sure. And I mean, I can I can definitely attest to the value that the group has added for me um, and some of my partners as well. Uh, Just being a part of it and seeing what people are talking about in real time as they're going through stuff. And it's interesting to see just kind of where people are at versus where you're at comparing and then just dropping in your two cents from time to time. Um, I believe it's just it's been really healthy conversation in there. It's been a really good community being able to see people from all over the country um asking questions to one another people going through stuff like having say caterpillars and people are debating about um dipel and and just everything so it's just cool to see the community come through there and you can um, start really bouncing ideas off of each other and you see some of the more seasoned um growers especially those guys that come out of like oregon and colorado Uh of course and those guys are pretty much first and foremost on some of the (laughs) i mean the insight that they have and so for farmers like us, first year farmers out in, in New Mexico, it's been awesome to be able to just help kind of bounce ideas off of people and be able to just see that. And I believe this Facebook group has really provided that. I'm in a few uh, Facebook uh, hemp groups, but honestly, this is the biggest one that I, I believe that there is. I mean, unless there's a bigger one that I'm just not finding, but this is a big group. Yeah, we have over 4,000 people now in the group. And you're right. I think it's one, it's the biggest one that's lo- that's focused just on CBD hemp. Um, and so you're right. And the thing is, the beauty is we've got some amazing growers in there, which have done a fabulous job of sharing what they're doing. And you know, these guys came out of the, the um, you know, the cannabis industry. So which actually technically hemp is the same, but it's, uh, you know, they came out of the marijuana side of it. And um, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. So when you start hearing them talk about the, you know, the, the care that they can, that you can put into that to get the highest quality flower, 
it's it's unreal because again i thought when we were doing you know vegetables that we were really detailed in kind of the care we gave but this is a whole nother level to get the very very high quality product seriously and then those that are attempting to do it at scale on their first year i mean it's it's crazy and and some are doing it well some are some are struggling yeah yeah i was just um seeing one of the one of the posts today um, you know, they're, they're in Oregon or they're in California, um, or in Colorado and, you know, just harvesting with actually mechanicalized harvesters on massive scale, and then actually seeing it going into the greenhouses where they're drying it. And then I saw a post today, um, which was, you know, uh, basically, uh, 275 gallon totes full of, you know, the processed oil. And I'm like, man, the scale that those guys are on pressing that amount of oil. And there was like 40 or 50 of these these totes. Um, so just unbelievable to see kind of, you know, you're right, these small, very boutique growers, all the way up to the massive scale. Seriously, and and people are, are full send. I mean, for us, um, we were, we're backed up with a processor down here, down south in, in New Mexico, we're gonna be waiting until November in cold storage, because processors are backed up. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the process you guys are going through. You said it's in cold storage. Did you guys harvest it wet and you're holding it or you dry so, it? And then... Yes. So we um, we converted actually down here some chili dehydration to um, a, uh, a hemp dehydration technique. Um, so that's what our, our, our chili farmers of the operation actually did with some of their dehydration processes. Um, they had a guy come in from Amsterdam and he kind of helped – facilitate some of the um i guess engineering behind their drying processes they dry everything in there i mean they're a dehydrator of course so mainly chili but um they yep they they kind of worked they worked it to find a way to do hemp um of course um so we were doing a big scale dry with that and so Uh we did a lot of biomass we did um we actually did a uh Uh, harvest by mechanical harvest as well we were just really testing that in terms of wanting to be efficient and try Uh to find a way to be efficient because labor is incredible you know what i mean yeah and so we did i mean between us all we had uh 60 acres on our team this year and so it was doing i guess 20 acres in about four days so they they ended up with a pretty good process with it um so it was crazy to see that work but yep they dried it and um, went to the cold storage. We had it in the extractor, um, but unfortunately, what happened with us, the extractor kind of got a little backed up, had to rework his process a little bit, so we're waiting on him for just a little bit more of time, so gotcha. it is what it is, and yeah. so, but there, I mean, it's hard, because then you go around shopping out other extractors, and um, some people aren't prepared for some of the volume, or you might expect kind of just different you know, somebody's doing a hundred pounds a day in the extraction versus or a hundred pounds a shift versus someone who's doing a thousand pounds a shift or a half ton or a ton. Like it just yeah. depends on the scales of that. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing we're seeing right now in the industry. It's just growing so rapidly that there are so many different things going on. I mean, the processing is the one aspect, the seed is another aspect. I mean, I've heard so many horror stories of people got sold bad seed, um, but then if you don't harvest it just correctly and don't dry it correctly, then you've got, you know, old mold issues. Um, so there is, it's, as I like to say, it's the wild west out there right now. And if folks aren't careful, they can completely lose their shirts. Yes. Yes. Amen, brother. Like 
that's kind of what we saw. Um, we did, we harvested the flower tops first and with the harvester, that top kind of third portion for our flowers and uh-huh. then the rest we, we took out for bio. So that's what we're kind of moving here in the next month. And that's what we're doing. Um, it's, so it's been an interesting process and everybody's doing it differently. Some people are renting out high school gyms that some of that was incredible. Some of the basketball gyms that were dedicated <laughs> to hemp. I that that's awesome. incredible that's incredible <laughs> so some of the towns or whatever we're all in so yeah good for them and um just yeah like um uh we took the the actual seed um our guy popped our seeds for us and they ended up being 100 percent feminized for for us or not 100 we had one male that we pulled in our in our mm-hmm. little 12 acre piece that we were maintaining every day um but it was it was actually luckily it was some success we had advice from the new mexico department of agriculture on kind of a good uh reputable source so i guess that was kind of some advice we could pass on to try to see who's having good sources in the first place and who's had an experienced crop that made it out of the field kind of thing (laughs) yeah and it's and it's one of the things I think is that you know, here the unfortunate part is people that got burned on seed they're a little embarrassed about it so they're not sometimes they won't share which is unfortunate because that's the kind of things that we need to, as an industry to be able to see you know exactly um, you know what's going on because those people should be blacklisted that are selling bad seed um, yeah agreed there's yeah plenty of scammers he on Facebook on LinkedIn on Instagram. I mean, all social media. I mean, there's people who will come up to you with the suit and the tie who might probably, you know, just be a little bit yep, too pushy and might not be in your best interest. And it's just kind of, it is the wild west right now. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, we're seeing even harvesting, like people that are supposedly doing the harvesting get overwhelmed and then cancel being able to harvest them the last moment. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of challenges going on right now. But I think it it feels like to me that even though this was the first big year in the growing that I think the industry is only going to grow because I think what's also happening right now is is this is the oil is getting destigmatized too because for so long everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, CBD oils is hemp and hemp is marijuana." And you know, because we it's been illegal for so long, um, it's been demonized, especially by, you know, the religious side. And so when I feel like because people are now understanding what it actually is and the benefits it can actually have, especially now we're seeing that it can help uh, with cancer and stuff. So I think that the use is only going to completely skyrocket, um, you know, especially since I think it's a young living or one of the, the oil brands has now started selling that as well. Seriously. And you're, you're right. And to, even further that like the innovation that people are coming up with to be able to do this at, at all types of levels and all types of environments and on the first year so quickly i mean you could only imagine like first years with other agricultural crops like we're probably i mean very very experimental and so i mean people really went all in and, and did some really good stuff um are, i you are on the east coast michael so i'm in ohio so Ohio was not legal this year to grow in. And so they finally approved it maybe a month or two ago. And the licenses haven't even like come out yet. So that's the problem we're facing is that we're going to be probably like Arizona was, where it's all of a sudden going to be able to approve it at the end of July or June. And then we're going to be scrambling, scrambling like crazy. So 
I've actually had multiple people locally here approach me to help manage their grows and like be the consultant for them. Um, and I'm like, hey guys, I'm not a, I'm, I would not classify myself as a consultant for hemp. I'm obviously a, you know, a plant growing um, expert. So I, you know, I can know how to grow plants, but I'm, you know, not what I would say as a, a hemp expert. So. Hey, can you talk a little bit about your expertise in, in just the plant game in general? Talk, can you give us yeah. a little history? Yeah, so my background is my brother and I started a farm. We were 15 and 16 and a uh, vegetable farm. And we rapidly scaled that to managing around 500 acres and uh, having about 20 employees with a half million dollar of annual revenue um, by the time I was 24, 25. So, um, yeah, we did. I did that farm for 10 years. Um, and then I ended up getting married. My wife and I moved to Ohio. We ended up uh, basically deciding to put that on pause for a while. And then that's when we started the farmer education company. So that's what we have now is, and that's what kind of prompted me to start the group is we have multiple other groups and we have a group about lettuce production. We have a group on, you know, the paper pot, we have groups on all sorts of other things. And I was like, well, I'll start one on hemp too, just to see what it's kind of uh, how it works and what's going on with it. So um, yeah, so that's kind of what we do now is just provide education for farmers and and all different types and, and sorts. Wow. All right. Well done, brother. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. You guys are going to be just fine on your first, first grow yourselves. You guys are going to be more prepared than pretty much probably most people going into it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the yeah. value you've got, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, obviously I, I have more questions too for myself because like, you know, the field that we're growing, we will be, we will be growing on if we work with this one project, it's beautiful fields, got great, um, great soils. Um, but it's been again, conventional cropping until this year. So, you know, we're gonna have to be looking at a little bit of that and trying to deal with that. But other than that, it's, um, I think it's going to be a good year. They, they do have to put a pond in before we start growing though, because, um, that doesn't have like good well water. And I know, you know, having that kind of water is going to be important, even though we are in Ohio and we have a heck of a lot more water than you guys do. And let's say Arizona. Sure. Sure. Seriously. Okay. And wow. So our, um, a little bit more about the environment out there in Ohio. Are you guys high altitude or? Yeah, we're relatively low altitude. Okay. So um, okay. yeah, maybe like a thousand, 1500 feet above sea level. I'm not exactly sure, but um, we're normally hot and humid in the summertime, kind of a little bit like Kentucky um, or like even Tennessee, but not quite as hot. Where we are in Ohio is actually like the best spot because north of us, um, gets the tornadoes and all the weather south of us, you know, gets some weather as well. So we're in this kind of protected area because um, I've definitely seen some grows this year where they had a big windstorm come through and break off all the big lower branches, which is very challenging. Um, I saw right. even people out there with sticks trying to prop those branches back up. But um, yeah, where we are in Ohio is, you know, we, we definitely get some weather once in a while, but it's not these massive storms. And this year, actually, Dayton got a massive tornado that came through and just kind of decimated north of us um but you know we were completely fine so oh wow incredible thank you for sharing that um so i wanted to ask you a little bit more there's some big events coming up within the facebook group and some of your educational business um itself do you want to expand upon that as well yeah we actually have two things coming up the first one is our um, hemp master series which we've gone into so over the year in the, the the 10 months we've had the group now we've actually um uh, i've talked to a lot of growers and i've met some really cool growers in the group and so i said hey guys why don't you come on and let's do some talks let's just go live and you share a few pictures of what you're doing 
and uh, talk about uh, the different aspects of the hemp industry. So we've got Brooke coming on. He's going to talk really about testing and like the uh, and uh, the marketing side. We got Carson coming on to really talk the agronomy side and seed and sourcing good seed. Um, Howard is kind of a legend in Vermont, and he's going to come on and talk just about how he's added hemp to his vegetable operation. Um, and, and basically how he looks at an industry, a new crop and a new industry when he, when he starts at that. So, um, then we've also got Jeff coming on, who's going to share, who's actually from, um, Texas area. He's going to come on. He's a irrigation dealer and, you know, been all over Colorado and all over Texas. And so he's really going to just share kind of what that area of the country is, is doing and kind of the best practices for getting water to the crop. That's awesome. And so the Hemp Master Series, the best way to access this, is this going to be through our group? Is there? Is that yeah. So, okay. yeah. So we have to be one of the things that that we have to be very careful of is Facebook does not like hemp, which is unfortunate. But um, so we have to be try to keep it off Facebook. I mean, so like even when people post picture of dried bud in the group. Um, Facebook will delete those uh, posts frequently. So we've actually, that's why we turned post approval on because we had to be really careful to make sure that didn't get through or else Facebook would delete those posts and it could, they could delete our group if we're not careful. So um, yeah, so if you go to the group, um, you can just sign up. It's going to be in the header, but also if you go to cbdhemptalk.com and that's just cbdhemptalk, all one word, dot com. Um, you'll be able to just sign right up for the, the series and we'll do that on, let's say zoom. Um, we'll probably stream into the group. And if, if Facebook takes a stream down, then it's, they take it down, but, um, we just want to try to get out to as many people as possible, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a great series. And, um, again, it's free. Um, so just make sure you are on for the live, the live chats. And, uh, I know Carson was even going to try to see if he could get some, um, some fertilizer from one of the sponsors or something. So we'll, we're going to make it fun. It's going to be a good time and uh, just really looking to learn about all of this. That's awesome. I, I, I'm looking forward to, to tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and link all of that to the podcast notes themselves, just in case anybody listening um, didn't get any of that. We will get that entirely linked for everybody. And uh, we'll go ahead and promote that on some of our networks as well. Um, that's so awesome. Um, the, the conversation and, and people actually being really real about their experience and the value that you're giving with a literally a free, um, like just communication presentation and the value that that's there guys take advantage of this. This is really, this is great. Um, the community inside of this, this Facebook group is, is really awesome. So, um, again, thank you, Michael, for leading that, um, kind of for all of us. So you're mentioning a little bit about, um, some of the harvest difficulties that people are going through right now and kind of just, I mean, almost like you said, some, some people giving up on harvest, you know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to talk about it and see what you see in the masses as you um, manage the group and everything. Yeah. So I see a bunch of stuff. So the one biggest problem I see is people going into the season unprepared and don't have a plan. And there, you need to have a plan for a lot of things. You need to have a plan for your planting. You need to have a plan for your fertility. You need to have a plan for your harvest, um, who you're selling it to. Um, you know, obviously, if you're selling wholesale, um, you know, right now I, I hear people lowballing like crazy um, because there's so much and, and contracts getting canceled left and right. So, um, you know, obviously in any new industry like this, it's there's the actual grow of the product, but then there's a support industry around it. So, uh, people that are setting up the processing facilities, people that are setting up drying facilities, people that are 
growing the transplants for people, um, the equipment dealers. Um, I heard a story that in August, there was literally no drip tape for sale in the state of Vermont because all the hemp guys had bought it up. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, maybe I'll just invest in some uh, irrigation um, <laughs> stock, <laughs> drip tape a stock. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's challenging, too. So, the, you know, those are the, the big things. And I think that was the reason for the the hemp series and getting that started now is so that, you know, when when 2020 comes in April or May, when you're getting all set up, you have that plan solid and you're not scrambling wasting time when you're trying to get crop in the ground or and all that kind of stuff so um you know i think one of the cool things that would be really if it, if it can happen i i'm i think and this would be a service that would be nice to start is um and i don't know if it's possible to do this but be able to test uh hemp that's been just planted to make sure it's good seed and that the the, the genetics are fine because i'm sure they can do some genetic profiling um so i don't know if there's a service out there that's something that can happen but that absolutely would be a a service that could um, save people, you know, that I just posted in a group today, another group asking for some feedback about this um, whole thing that we're doing. And someone said, yeah, my two, my neighbor had two whole fields that they went and tested. They came back with 0% CBD. Oh gosh. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen people say, yeah, we had 3% TH, uh, CBD and then people are saying about you know and it te- it went hot for THC right away, um, but and I think obviously there's people out there who are questioning how the feds are uh, measuring the the THC too. So uh, you know I think we are fighting a, a battle on that front too. As well they legalized it, I think one of the only reasons they legalized it is they would have run out of office if they hadn't because um, we realized just the potential and the need for it in the in the country. Um, but, you know, if you notice, the big ag is already trying to get into this. And, and obviously, it's, you know, it, it's not that big ag is bad. But when you get people like Monsanto and stuff getting into, um, you know, basically cornering the market and then driving out the small farmer, I think that's that's the that's the challenge. Yes. OK, I see. Yep, exactly. And I mean, there's going to be a whole lot of room for quality to stand out here now and in the future i really think that's an awesome idea that you talked about about some of that early on genetic profiling to see if you even have a a good crop right there um yeah it's a miserable story some of these people saying their seed guys just never heard from them again and stuff like that yeah and i yeah and obviously so i mean you think you think of it from their perspective like they were searching all around trying to find seed for the year the guy says oh yeah i've got this i test this um, you know, I've sold to these other guys and then he just disappears. So yeah, your heart breaks for those kinds of people. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I think to go back to what you said there is that, you know, the potential in the industry is going to be for very high quality product. Um, you know, Brooke is saying, you know, all their top bud gets dried in a air conditioned building because they're trying to go for that very, very high quality product. And so if you can get that super high quality product, I mean, he's growing in a greenhouse for his top bud. Um, but I know, obviously, and let's say Oregon, I think where you guys are, you can do top bud in the field because it's so dry, correct? We can, um, yeah. luckily. But, I mean, it's still you still issue, it's still issues because some of the drift from the other fields and people doing neighboring farms, this, that, and the other is kind of, of course, I mean, that greenhouse grow is going to be your optimal smokable, like, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it comes down to is, you know, looking at where you are going to end up in the industry. Are you going for that super, super high quality? And then are you going to develop your own 
um, distribution sources. I mean, that's kind of where I've gone is kind of our plan. If we do end up getting involved and um, I just need to follow up with this, this local place, this local outfit here, they, they have the, they have the resources. It's not the problem. They've got the, the, the uh, funding. It's just a matter of, do I want to, are they going to cut me a good enough deal to make it worth my while is what it should come down to. Um, but, you know, I think the thing is, is I, you know, we, we also have an online business. So we understand the whole marketing aspect and all that sort of thing. And we have really good contacts with people that could sell the finished product. So I think that's our thing is we're going to go in for the, to produce right to basically right to retail and then sell direct to the consumer. Because I think that's where we'll be able to make our maximum amount of, of profit. I, I, I love where your, where your brain is with that. Um, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the business model that we're looking at too. Um, just navigating some of that, some of that getting to the retail in our state has been some of a challenge uh, for hemp as a, like a, a retail product. Somebody has to have that manufacturing license to do such a thing. And, um, so it's gotta be part of their processes and there's pretty much only like five or six guys right now that are doing it. And the prices mm. for the services are just, I mean, they're just, we're, they can be steep, you know what I mean? Just depending on yeah. who you talk to. <laughs> so people want to well, charge they, high. For yeah, sure. they realize they corner the market. And so they're like, I'll just charge whatever the heck I want. So that's part of the problem. Yep. So the, the better you, the sooner you get into your own packaging or have a sweet deal for that and that back end process. I mean, that's just my, my two cents. And I'm sure you already are plenty aware of that, but yes, definitely that. Um, yeah. Last question to you, you know, kind of starting to wrap this thing up. I just wanted to talk about next year and your thoughts for next year as far as I believe this year there was a report about 285,000 acres of industrial hemp that were um, farmed in the USA this year. Um, How much do you think it's going to grow for next year? Well, I think everyone and their brother this year was caught with their pants down because they they legalized it so late in the year. so everyone who could tried to plant, but then there were so many people that, and especially the big outfits, I feel like kind of tend to grow a little slow. So, you know, I, I have no, no hesitation to say that it'll probably be almost three quarters of a million acres next year. Um, I'd say it will triple, if not quadruple. Um, but we don't know what the price is going to do. I mean, it, it could be that the price is just going to completely crater. Um, and then everyone's going to say, oh, I don't want to grow it. But then what's going to happen is that there's not going to be that much growing and then the demand is going to all of a sudden spike. And then, yeah, so it's going to be a very volatile market. Um, and so I think we have to realize that. I think if you have the, if you can play the long game and if you can, um, if you have the, the, the money and the capital to kind of hold, then I think that's where you're going to make the money. If you can, you know, as we said earlier, if you can go, um, super niche and go super boutique and have a high quality product, you're going to win. If you can play the long game and, and actually set up yourself to, to profit from the, um, the industry as well. So, you know, if you're doing the, the processing or something like that. So I think that's another way to win too, because um, the thing about hemp is it's not so, so, so hard that it takes the mad scientist to grow it. Um, to be to have really high quality, it takes that kind of mad scientist. But you know, don't try to don't try to make money on just average hemp because everyone and their brothers growing average hemp. Uh, totally agreed. That's wow, what a take home point right there. And that's the that's something that small farmers can really carve out for themselves. I, I truly believe. 
and some of those guys that take themselves vertical all the way and and just I mean like you said um, big agriculture big pharma and, and all of them meeting on the in-between to do it I mean that's going to be the place to stand out for all the smaller farms and smaller operations yeah and develop those relationships with those health and wellness bloggers because those are the ones that are going to be selling it to their people and uh, you want to be connecting with those people to sell that product to them so that's where you're going to be able to make it work and, and that's again why we're doing the the hemp series um because we realize that that high quality product is not super super easy to grow and so we want to bring the best on to kind of share what their takeaways and, and how to make that happen love it michael and so okay um i guess wrapping this up again guys this is Mr. Michael Kirkpatrick from the Farming CBD Hemp Commercially Group on Facebook. Um, we are going to go ahead and link the group and link the the Master Grower series here. Um, and yeah, just wrapping this thing up. Thank you, Michael, for coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.